Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Busher. I want to thank you again for tuning in here and uh, downloading this new podcast here. This is episode number five. And before I begin, let me go ahead and first of all apologize that uh, it's been over a week since the last podcast episode. Uh, I did this for a number of reasons. Uh, Number one, we had graduations going on last week. And number two, I wanted to wait for Father's Day to be done and over with uh, so we could talk about this very special podcast episode uh, that we are talking about how what it actually means to be a father and to be a head of the household. So this is podcast episode number five. If you have not listened to the four previous podcast episodes, um, do me a favor, go ahead and go back through these. Uh, download some of them, listen to any of them that you know kind of spark your interest. Each of these different podcast episodes are building up on one uh, foundational idea of who I personally believe Jesus Christ is and what he wants to do in your life. Uh, I started this podcast for a very particular reason. Uh, I know that I'm not the best person to be speaking uh, on a podcast episode. I normally focus on, on YouTube and uh, ministering in various different channels churches and in different parts of the world, but it has been a burden on my heart the last couple years to do this, and I'm starting to do this, and I just thank every single person for getting involved in this, all of you people who are leaving reviews on the various platforms that you are getting this podcast and subscribing to us, so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and here we're going to go today. We're talking about being a father, being the head of a household, and this is podcast number five. So before we get into this, Let's go ahead, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's ask him just to be with us today. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for every single gift that you've given me. God, I thank you for every single person that is listening to this podcast episode. Father, we know that you are a God that wants to speak with us, that wants to communicate with us. Father, and that you have a plan for us today. Father, I don't know if people are listening to this podcast episode years in the future or today or whatever it is, but you know their situation and you know how you got them to listen to this. Father, we ask that the message inside of this podcast episode, that it just reaches people with your truth and that you just bless us today. Father, we ask all this in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I am actually broadcasting uh, to you from the Des Moines, Iowa area, uh, right outside of the Des Moines area, and it is actually over midnight, a little bit past midnight right now, and I couldn't sleep tonight. Um, I, f- I fell asleep early, you know, that's that's what I like to do, early to bed, early to rise. 
Um, but tonight, after a couple hours, you know, one situation after another just kept waking me up. Uh, and eventually, the last thing, it was it was my son waking me up because he had a nightmare. And he needed me to, to talk to him and, and put him back to sleep. And uh, after I did that, I couldn't get back to sleep again. And something just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and saying, hey, this is the perfect time to release this podcast episode. Um, We're going to be talking about being a father, being a head of the household, and what that really truly means. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I'm only 32 years old. I'm I'm a young man. I've only been a father now. Uh, My son, uh, he just turned four yesterday, and that's kind of the reason why I waited until today to talk about this. So I know that there are so many people out there, even if you're listening right now, that you have maybe a different perspective or more godly wisdom on this subject, and I completely understand that, I completely respect that, and uh, you're probably absolutely right. But this right here in my time of my life, um, with the knowledge that I have right now, these are this is the, the advice that I'm going to be talking about, and this is going to be some of my experiences uh, to kind of help you relate to uh, being a father and what uh, our Heavenly Father thinks about you and I today. So if you... Um, if you know anything about me or have read my books or YouTube or whatever it is, you know that I spent most of my uh, Christian walk as a missionary for Jesus Christ, preaching in different countries. And, uh, you know, becoming the head of a household was something very unique for me and something that I didn't really understand. Uh, so without giving much of a spoiler alert, because I know we're going to be talking about this in some future episodes, and I know I've already talked about it in a few of our episodes I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was a very poor missionary. Um, I came from a background where uh, I had, I have a great father here in this world, uh, a great mother, um, a a good family dynamic, but you know, every family has their problems. Uh, Every, no, no father's perfect. No mother's perfect. uh, No one, no one is perfect. And so each one, you know, you, you take what you can from them uh, and you, and you learn as you go. Um, But I really didn't know what it was like to, uh, to have, you know, that biblical style family. My father, uh, he is an excellent, excellent provider. The one thing that I could say about my father beyond anything else is he was always such a hard worker. Um, Some of the memories that I have growing up as a child, my father would always be working, always be striving to be able to make sure that he could give us the best life. Um, Putting uh, food on the table, clothes on our back. Uh, He had his his own business. Um, He he even, you know, after working so long, I mean, he would, uh, he'd go to, he'd go to work, uh, to it, to a shop, um, before I'd even wake up in the morning. Uh, he would come back to make sure that we got to school and then he would go back to work again. And then he would pick us up from school and then he'd go back to work again. And then in the evening, uh, he would get back and he would make sure that we had dinner on the table. Uh, my father, uh, was a working man. And it's one of the things that he taught me to be was to be the man that that provides for the family and never quits and never stops. Uh, he was the man that always would pray for me um, when I was, uh, you know, going to bed at night. Um, and we would have quick conversations about God. I mean, he was he did everything in his power to make sure 
that I was not only physically taken care of, but spiritually taken care of as well, to the best of his ability. And I wasn't his only kid. Um, I grew I grew up with uh, three sisters and an older brother, um, and so you know he had to do this for all the other uh, siblings as well. But that was one thing that that my father always taught me. And when I start, you know, became a believer in Jesus Christ and started to get into ministry. Uh, I didn't really know how to uh, have a family because you know you're a young man. You're in your you're in your twenties, um, and you're you know running around countries, uh, preaching the gospel, uh, different cities every single night, um, different countries, and meeting so many different people. And your your focus is that. And I had such a huge drive and a huge passion. And my wife and I, we were married for. Oh, I'd say probably a year or so at the time um, that, you know, this idea really started to to hit me, uh, learning to be a true husband to her, learning to not only just provide for her uh, and to involve her. And I don't want to say like involve her in my life because we were building a life together. Uh, I was learning how to be the head of the household there learning how to daily interact with uh, someone other than myself uh, for important decisions on our lives, learning to make these decisions together, praying together, uh, really building a life together. Uh, And I wasn't a perfect husband, and I'm still not a perfect husband. And to my fault, uh, I didn't spend enough time with my wife and and, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, marital issues like I should have. I was so focused on building the ministry, um, preaching the gospel, and a lot of a lot of times, my wife's feelings, uh, it, you know, kind of went to the side, and and that's one of my biggest regrets of especially our honeymoon stage, uh, was not giving her the the attention that she deserved, not uh, really being the head of the household at that time. And, uh, you know, the perfect example of that is, you know, being, you know, dirt poor um, and uh, my wife uh, coming to me uh, w- with the news and I was just so, sh- so shocked about being a father. Uh, we were living on a budget um, uh, from what I was able to provide, which uh, at the time would have been about rent for, I think it was 1,200 Brazilian hay eyes. Um, which that would be equivalent to maybe 300 US dollars. And then I had a couple hundred, a couple hundred, you know, dollars past that uh, for utilities, food, transportation, all of that. I mean, we were living on the bare minimum. Um, And, you know, it was what it was because we were so focused on building ministry and preaching the gospel. And uh, I, I didn't realize uh, that my wife uh, was, you know, really wanting to have a child. Um, it was something that I, you know, I wanted to have someday in the future. But you know, as a poor missionary, as a, as a young man, that's not something that I was looking towards. And uh, I remember my wife; uh, she, she just, you know, was seemed kind of, you know, sick for several days and not like, you know, sick, like I'm, I'm vomiting and all this. It was just, she wasn't her happy go lucky self. She, she needed to lay down a lot more and rest a lot more. I thought maybe she was, you know, coming down with the flu or something. And then I got a Facebook message. Um, and this is kind of where the story takes a turn. I got a Facebook message from someone that I didn't know. And you know, that was, that's kind of common in, in, in what I do. I get uh, hundreds of messages a year, 
uh, from random people that have, you know, either read my books or have been in a church that I was at, you know, and talking to me. So it wasn't out of the ordinary. Uh, but this person, you know, did something that really kind of annoyed me at first. Uh, they said that they had a prophetic word for me. And if you don't know anything about me, I definitely believe in prophecies. I definitely believe in uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all of that. Um, but I am also a sane person, and I believe if you get enough squirrels in one area, you're going to find some nuts. And unfortunately, nuts are usually attracted to me. Uh, you know, and they'll love to tell me, you know, prophetic words or prophesy over me and all of this stuff. And so I wasn't very accepting of this person uh, right off the bat. I didn't tell him that. Um, I might have been sarcastic, but through a Facebook messenger, you might not be able to pick up on my sarcasm. Uh, when this person was saying it, uh, but this person said that they were praying for me and they had a prophetic word, um, and so my response, I think, was something like, oh yeah, what's that? Uh, and they said, your wife is sick right now, and uh, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, she I, she kind of is, and I didn't really, I didn't respond to that, um, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking, um, yeah, yeah, she, she, she is, but you know, you know, it's, it's just Jessica, you know, this is just normal. It's nothing, you know, super serious. And, uh, he said, you know, for a long time, your wife has been crying out to God and, and praying, um, uh, because she has been trying to have a child with you and she's, has not been able to. And instantly right there, I was like, uh, yeah, now this is where you lose me because we're not trying to have a kid. Um, you know, good, good try on, uh, you know, knowing that my wife was sick and all, but we're not trying to have a kid. So, you know, this is one of those prophesy moments. Uh, but I didn't say that to him and I just, you know, continued to, you know, be nice and polite to the best of my ability. And this person said, um, after, after that, that God was using this moment to heal her and that the pain that she is feeling right now is not actually a sickness, but it's actually God healing her on the inside and that he is going to make it possible for you and her to have a child. And I didn't really think much about it. I was just like, yeah, that's not, that's not really true at all. Um, and then, you know, you know, she just, she was sick for a few more days and I wasn't really thinking anything of this. I mean, this was a random person on Facebook. Keep in mind this. It, it wasn't uh, something, you know, super special or, you know, a burning bush or anything like that. And it seemed like maybe two or three days went by and I'm, and I'm focused on ministry and preaching in different churches. And then I'm inside my office. And when I say my office at the time, uh, it was just the spare bedroom in our little apartment. And I wouldn't say it was an apartment. It was kind of like a, like a duplex type of apartment. And it was two stories, but, um, you know, it's, it was in Brazil. And so everything was super small and packed together and, you know, it wasn't anything special, uh, but it was just this, this side room that was probably the size of some people's closets. And, uh, that was my office. That's where I made everything at the time. And I was sitting in there and my wife came to me with this, scared type of smile on her face and she hands me a pregnancy stick and instantly I look at him like um this isn't funny it's it's not funny and she she she's like this is real and I remember looking at that stick and it just seemed like time stopped it seemed like nothing else mattered all of the distractions that I had in this life, none of it mattered anymore. And 
you know, I, I was just really nervous and really scared, and she, and I didn't really say much to her. And um, she went into the other room, and I don't know if she cried or what, but I, you know, I tried to pretend like everything was okay because as the man, as the head of the household, I, I felt like that was my job. And um, I looked on looked on Google as fast as I could uh, to see how accurate one of those sticks would actually be. And uh, when it said that it was 99% accurate, I think that's what it said, that it was 99% accurate, my heart just sank. Um, my my heart sank, and I, I was filled with fear, and my first thoughts were, can can I be a father? Uh, can, I, can I really truly be a father? Can I truly love a, a child? Can I raise a child in this situation? And... I started thinking about my finances. I was living on, you know, six or seven hundred U.S. dollars a month. Zero financial support from the United States or anything like that. Everything that I had came from uh, preaching in churches, selling books, uh, you know, doing every little thing that I possibly could to be able to keep everything together. And I didn't know if I wanted to bring a child into that situation. And I, I wasn't thinking, you know, about like abortion or anything like that. Don't don't get me wrong here. That wasn't my thoughts. It was uh, terrified is what I was just terrified. And the one thing that pulled me back together, the one thing that really gave me just a moment of of peace and uh, of courage, if you will, was thinking about my father and my father's hands. And I know I know that sounds weird thinking about your father's hands, but I looked at my hands and instantly I remembered that they're starting to look at what my father's hands looked like when I was a kid. Because, you know, your parents, they change so much over the years, especially as you're growing up. But the one thing that seemed to stay the same was was my father's hands. And I was looking at it and looking at my hands and instantly just thinking about my father's hands and realizing this is this is my moment. This is the time when I become what my father was and take that opportunity. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Ready to jumpstart your career? Want an adventure of a lifetime? Uncle Sam's International is looking for language teachers who are highly motivated and have what it takes to grow and expand their thriving ESL school in Brazil. We need teachers for English, Spanish, Italian, and more. Visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook today. Tired of no one seeing your Instagram posts? Have a product or service that's not getting the online attention it deserves? Ready to level up? At Busher's Social Media Marketing, we have just what you or your business have been looking for. Our team of dedicated professionals are ready to help you grow and engage your audience. No spam, no bots. Just good old-fashioned quality social media marketing. Visit Busher'sSMM.com today. Welcome back. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, bearing through, uh, bearing with us as we uh, listen to a quick word from our sponsors. And we were talking about me being a father and getting the news and thinking about my my earthly father and becoming uh, him in this world, so to say, in my own life. Uh, my wife was in the other room 
and I mustered up the courage to go talk to her. Um, she was laying down in the bed, um, still not feeling well, still uh, uh, sick. Um, and I laid down next to her, trying to comfort her and, and telling her, you know, everything was going to be okay. And as I was as I was doing that, I was remembering that Facebook message a few days before. And I asked her, you know, what she was feeling. Uh, you know, are are you are you sick? Do you need to go to the hospital? And she, and she was telling me that uh, she was sick until she took the test today, um, but that now she was just you know sad and nervous and about me. Um, and then I I I told her, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, ha- did were you trying for this? Uh, you know, is was this a surprise for you? And she just, you know, broke down and and was, you know, crying and saying yes without she's been trying for a long time and she, she was surprised that I didn't know we were trying. Uh, that's a whole other story right there, I guess. Uh, you know, of not, you know, paying attention to my wife's needs as much and being so focused on my own life and not really truly being the head of the household. Um, and it just really confirmed with me that that person that that sent me that message that it, it was an actual um, prophecy in my life that it was one of those moments that you will remember forever and i tried to find that person on facebook again and i don't know what happened um but i, I just couldn't find that person after a, f- a few months i sent him a message uh, a couple weeks after it happened, you know, saying everything was great and thank you so much and didn't get a response. Uh, and, you know, it kind of, you know, went by the wayside. But that was one of those moments that I received a real prophetic word from God. And I've had a few of those. Don't get me wrong. I've, I, You know, you can count them on probably both hands or whatever where God really just uses someone to speak something so powerful in your life and that you know that you know that you know that you know that it's 100% real. And then, you know, I've also had thousands of other moments where people, you know, try to, you know, conjure up some stuff which you just know is absolute caga. And if you don't know what caga is, it's a Portuguese word. Go ahead and look it up later. Uh, But it's just, you know, it's a prophet lie. Um, But this person didn't introduce themselves as, you know, my name is prophet, blah, 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 or even say that they were a prophet. They just said, hey, I was praying for you and I got a message from God. Uh, If you've never dealt with uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, when a person does it that way, I'm more prone to listen to them rather than if a person comes up to me and says, my name is prophet, blah, 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 or I am a prophet and this is the word of the Lord. I don't really pay attention to those people. You know, forgive me if, if I'm wrong there, but that's, that's, that is what it is. Um, but being a father those first few months, and I considered being a father the moment I accepted responsibility and accepted the fact that I was going to be a father. I didn't uh, become a father, quote-unquote, uh, after my son was born. And in fact, uh, my, my wife's first Mother's Day is when she was pregnant because I firmly believe that life begins at conception. And I want to read a scripture to you right now that just really solidified that one right there in my heart. It's from Psalm 139, and I'm going to be reading from the ESV. And like I said, uh, there's no special magical translation out there. This is just my favorite, and I believe it is one of the best translations out there. ESV stands for English Standard Version, so here we go. Psalm 139, starting in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when yet none of them were. How precious are your thoughts, O God! How vast the sum of them! If I could count them, they would be more than the grains of sand. I awake, and I am still with you. And you know, when when I look at this, this is this is David, uh, you know, speaking about God the Father. Uh, but it's it's such an important important scripture that I think too many of us um, we we don't realize the significance of these words. And again, it's it's Psalm one thirty nine verses thirteen to eighteen. Uh, and I just want to quick camp out on here for a quick second. It's given the idea in the first few verses that, number one, inside of conception and inside of the womb and, and all of the miracles happening in there, even the miracles that science still really can't really truly explain to you, uh, and they just know how incredible it is, and they give all the credit to your to the human body for, for being able to do that. Let me tell you, there's credit only to God doing this miracle, and it's saying that it wasn't hidden from him, it wasn't a secret from your creator, that he himself was in there creating you, that he wrote the DNA code which told your all of your uh, blood cells from that very first one all the way until who you are today, uh, every little thing that was ever going to be about your body, every every color design, every every characteristic, every aspect that God himself designed this. And it goes on to say um, that he had all of your days written out for you inside inside of his book even before any of these came to be and why i really want to talk about this is is number 1 let's look at my story and my personal story about being a father for the very first time i wasn't planning to have a son um, I always wanted to have a son. I always wanted to have children someday, but I wasn't planning on it. Uh, and some people would look at that and say, oh, you know, your son was an accident. Well, no, he wasn't an accident. Uh, God the Father created him, planned him for that very moment, and his mother really, truly was trying for a very long time, and I was just, you know, late to the game, I guess, and really understanding what was happening. And I know that there are many who listen to this podcast that uh, maybe you think that you're an accident. Uh, I don't know the situation that you came from in your life. Um, I deal with a lot of of my students that grew up in the foster care system or uh, were were adopted um, or just, you know, had terrible uh, childhoods. And that's the one thing that they really deal with a lot is thinking that they were an accident. They have this idea from the very beginning that no one wanted them that they weren't good enough. And if that is you today, if you're listening to this and that's what you are thinking about yourself, read this. Make this your life verse, Psalm 139, 13 to 18. God wanted you. God wanted you so much that he stepped into our situation and created you in the most miraculous way, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Every little aspect about your past and your present and your future, God has just put it all together to make something so beautiful. And the very last verses that I read in verse 17 and 18, how precious are your thoughts, O God, how vast are the sum of them. If I could count them, they'd be more than the grains of the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Not only did God want you, not only did God prepare everything for you and plan all this and make it happen, but he is thinking about you. 
He's thinking about how important you are, how special you are, how beautiful you are to him. He's thinking about you more than the grains of the sand on the earth. Now, let's let's think about this for a minute. And I know if you are any type of Christian that you've heard messages on this, so I'm not going to get too elaborate here with you. But I think about my wife a lot these days. I think about my son a lot these days, especially, you know, now that he turned four yesterday and that this weekend was Father's Day here in the United States. Uh, I thought about being a father to to my son, Noah Thomas, to my daughter, Anna Claire. I thought about being the head of the household uh, in, in my family uh, here with, with my wife and my, and my two children. I had a lot of thoughts these last few days, and they were good thoughts. And that all of those thoughts combined are nothing compared to the amount of thoughts that God is thinking about me individually as his son or you individually as his son or his daughter. They are good thoughts. They are so precious and they just are outnumbered more than you could possibly imagine. Uh, And then that last verse right there, the last part of it, I awake and I am still with you. There is nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God There's nothing that you can do to separate you from from God here on this side of eternity. God created you. He wants you. He has a plan for you. And he's always that father that's searching after you. We see this message over and over again in the Gospels, uh, throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, whatever it is. This is the message here, that God did all of this for you and I. Because he thinks you and I are something so special to him. My son um, and my daughter are very special to me. Uh, They are part of my family now. They are uh, a gift from God. My wife is a gift from God. And all three of them, in their own way, they teach me different things about God and about how God relates to me and how God thinks about me. Uh, They push me to new limits. That's why I'm recording this right now at 1240 in the morning after not being able to sleep uh, because of being woken up because of family things, normal, common family things, uh, when I have to work here in a couple hours. Uh, it's, it's a joy and it's a privilege to be the head of the household, to, to be seeking after God even in these early hour mornings, to uh, spend the entire next day working, you know, uh, full-time in a ministry and then uh, ministering at the church and, and all of that, uh, you know, on you know only a few hours of sleep. It's a joy and it's a privilege because I know the type of God that I serve. And I know that he wanted to have a moment with me this morning uh, to not only to, to get this podcast out there for you, but to make me reflect and remember just who our God is and that he is the Father then that Father's Day is not just about you and I um, as men being fathers and heads of our households, but that he himself is who we should be thinking about as well. He is the ultimate uh, one to be thinking about. And I was speaking with uh, my mentor this morning, um, who's also my senior pastor. And uh, he was talking to me, and and he was shining some light on this, and I hope to have him on, on this podcast here in the future. Uh, and he was telling me the the secret to running a good household, uh, to being a good father. And and I hope that I don't butcher this, and I hope that I can get him on the podcast uh, later on here in the next few weeks. I know he's very busy, 
uh, to be able to talk about this more and a lot more wisdom that he has. Um, but he said something like this. He said, the secret is this, and it's a three-step process, especially if you have kids. Number one, love God. And in loving God, love God in front of your wife and in front of your children and make sure that they know that he is first in your life. And then he said, number two, love your wife. And if you're, if you're a woman, you know, love your husband, whatever. He said, love your, love your wife, love your spouse, and then love them in front of your children. Make sure that, that your children know that your wife, your, your husband, whatever it is, is number two in your life that the order is correct. And then number three, love your children and love God and love your wife in front of your children. And that was kind of the idea there. He was, he was putting it in order, letting, letting me know that God's number one in my life. Jessica's number two in my life. My children are number three in my life. And in all of those three different relationships that I have right there to keep the order correct and to make sure to love God in front of them throughout the whole thing. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Um, It's episode number five here. Uh, I want to thank you and encourage you. If this is your first time uh, with us, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're at listening to this podcast. Uh, Leave a review. Um, Connect with us on different social media platforms if that's what you want to do. If not, I'm going to see you next week. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great week. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.